Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast, a radio show coming to you on this Friday, April the 30th. Is that sound right? 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we have Colleen Fosh in the house once again. But before I bombard her with a bunch of questions about life, a reminder, you guys, this podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know it's the one thing I take every single day and I never miss. If you're a person who struggles to eat enough vegetables, and let's be real, all of us do, this would be the one thing I would take. So if you guys are tired of taking 14 different pills per day, just grab a pack, rip it, throw in some water, and you're good to go. And honestly, it's the best tasting greens on the planet. We've all taken shots of Jägermeister at the bar, and this is a thousand times better than that. So if you guys are interested, site athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott. And right now we can give you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. And if you've heard me talk about this eight million times and you've never picked it up yet, shoot us a DM, fill out the contact page in the site, whoever you guys can hit us up. I will literally have Monica take a pack and she will send it right to you. I don't care what state or what country you live in, Australia, Germany, Canada, wherever. We'll ship it to you. You can try it and then get hooked up with all the free shit. So again, the site athleticgreens.com forward slash Jeremy Scott and you guys can get on the greens train today. So with that said, Colleen Fosh is in the house here. Now, let me try to get your bio right. <laughs> All-American, CrossFit Games athlete, maybe Olympic bobsled champion. Who knows? Is that right? <laughs> That's a goal. Um, okay, so we'll get into all that stuff. But it's been – I haven't seen you in like a year. Yeah, it's been quite – I think it's been multiple years. Um I'm Two, sure, I want to say I, at least. I'm sure I have a photo. Well, it's like – it's a blur to me like the whole – the last 12, 13 months. Like, I get my timelines mixed up when I talk yeah. with anybody. I'm like, well, basically, we punted a year um, <laughs> and did nothing, which sucks. <laughs> so how has the last year been for you? If we go back to, like, last March and April, what are you doing? And then how does this all kind of evolve forward? Yeah, so, man, even, like, last January. So last January was my last CrossFit competition which seems like an eternity ago now. That's crazy. Um, so that was Wadapalooza, Miami. And I was one spot shy of making the games that year. And, and there, you know, with what that year was, the qualification process, how many people were going to the games, that all changed. So everyone was kind of thrown for a loop. I mean, also like the rest of the world and what everyone else was doing. But, um, but yeah, so didn't make the games uh, in 2020, but had every intention of continuing to train to make the games the following year and um, just kept training, took some time off um, and then got back into training. And then in July, uh, one of the pilots for Team USA bobsledding um, reached out to me, Kaylee Humphreys, total badass, multiple Olympic medals in bobsledding. She's incredible and reached out, asked me if I had ever, you know, thought about getting into the sport. And, you know, honestly, I had no idea to be perfect. I had no idea how people got into the sport. Like who answers yes to that? I Like if someone called me to, Hey Jeremy, you think about getting into bobsledding? No. <laughs> <laughs> why would I, why would I think about getting into that? 
So, I mean, I had seen, like we had talked about, I've seen cool runnings. I've watched bobsledding in the Olympics. So I knew what the sport was. But, um, and what I had seen, I thought that 100% of bobsled athletes only came from track and field. And I was like, I am not a track and field athlete. If anything, I'm probably the opposite. I mean, you could do you could do some events. I don't know if like sprinting is your, your in the water. Yeah, sprint all day. Yeah, for sure. On the track, I don't think you're not running uh, 800, 1200, something like that. No. Oh no, no, no. So anything short. They messaged you. Or she, you knew her before. No, so we had followed each other on Instagram, um, but had never met in person. And so we started talking and. Um, and FaceTiming and had a lot of good chats just about what the sport entailed. And then she invited me to, uh, she lives in Southern California, invited me to come out there and train and just kind of see what her training in the off season looks like. And, um, so yeah, I drove out there, we hung out for a few days. Um, and then one thing led to another, and then there was a spot open at the Olympic training center to stay there, um, to try out the sport. And then, potentially go into team trials and then try and qualify for the national team. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a weird, like the whole progression of it. So you're hanging out here Mm -hmm. like last year, April, May, June, July, just your normal CrossFit training. Mm -hmm. And then not knowing because of the COVID stuff, like when the hell you can even do that. Are they doing CrossFit events Mm -hmm. again? Yeah, so last year's CrossFit Games, they did basically a two-part, two-parter. They did one part virtually, and then the top five men and women got to go um, to Aromas, California, where they did a CrossFit Games. There weren't any fans or anything, but they still still did it. Um, and then this year, they, they've done the Open. So there's now a new format to how you qualify for the Games. So they've done – now it goes Open – quarterfinals, semis, and then the games. Um, so it's kind of like how it used to be with regionals a little bit, but just a, they added another level in there with the quarterfinals, and then um, regionals will just be, yeah. It, it's a little different, but kind of going back to that same type of thing, but they just finish up quarterfinals, and then the semis will start, um, I think, within the next month or so. So is it harder or the same kind of as it's always been? Uh, I would say around the same. I mean, it always gets harder because it keeps getting more and more competitive, I would say. Um, But I think, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how this year works out. And they're going back to the original of, I believe it'll be back to 40 men, 40 women. Um, They haven't said whether they're going to do cuts again like they did in 19. but, um, But yeah, so... In all the countries or no? Or is it just... Because remember like, having people from like every country would come. Like, yeah. You have two so they, people from like insert a place where four people do CrossFit. Right. And they come and just so, get blasted. So they don't have those uh, national champion spots anymore. Okay. Um, so Because that was a failure. Yeah, so, yeah. That didn't work out uh, as well. And so they've kind of... I think they've come to a good happy medium. Um, and so the open, it was, you had to be in the top 10% to get to quarterfinals and then quarterfinals, you have to be a a top, whatever number, depending on what continent you're in. So North America, you had to be top 120, and then you get selected to go to a semi final that's in your country. Um, and then depending on the country, either top five, top three, top two, 
get to go to the games. So, which is pretty similar to regionals because it was top five and top three for a while. So, with the goal yeah. of hopefully getting all the best people, right? Yeah, which makes the most sense. Yeah, for sure. So you're training for that like essentially last year, and then mm-hmm. she gives you a call, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna learn how to bobsled," but you knew nothing <laughs> about it. No, so I definitely uh, I had a lot of good conversations with uh, my coach at the time, with my family, kind of just reflecting with myself on what I wanted to do um, because that was a pretty big decision. I mean, I had been doing CrossFit for seven, eight years and had put a lot into it. And um, well, that's like your life. Y- yeah. So like when, when you say it, some people who are listening who are just a normal person, like this is all she does. <laughs> it gets not like you you're taking classes and everything, but this is what you do. Yeah. Like you're not going to a job 10 right. hours a day yeah. and then squeezing in CrossFit. Like you were training, like what was your training like before all this? Like, um, let's say before the world got kind of strange, just for yeah. people who have context, who haven't heard you talk in a year or a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you'd wake up and what was the normal training kind of routine in the, I'm going to be in the CrossFit games again. Right. So normally wake up, I'd have um, a more aerobic endurance type session around 7 a.m. That would last anywhere from like an hour, an hour and a half, potentially two hours with including warm up, warm down, all that stuff. Um, Have a small-ish break in between, do some school stuff, and then go back to the gym for um, the second training session. And that would usually be any lifting I was going to do, more Metcons and that. Um, like from the time I go into the gym to leaving, that's usually like a three hour ordeal just with everything that goes on. Um, so like five hours of actual gym time Yeah. every day. Um, and so, and like you said, it was a 24 seven ordeal, like from what I was eating, how I was sleeping, like, like it's just it's your life. Yeah. Every decision I was making was for that ultimate goal. Cause so. at, th- at this point, does anybody, and I'm sure there's like an anomaly, like mm-hmm. if you look at like the UFC, like like Stipe or something like he was a heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. but like he would still be a firefighter and, or like Ronnie Coleman back in the day, like would be a police officer and he's still Mr. Olympia, but nobody mm-hmm. fucking does that. Is there anybody now that like has a normal job and that's like in the CrossFit games? I'm sure there definitely are. I don't, very but it's few. very, very few. Um, and yeah, I think the number of people it's getting smaller and smaller as the years go on for sure because it's just too competitive right and yeah so basically most of you guys are surviving off of like sponsorships mm-hmm. or affiliates and these different things like that's how it allows you to yeah basically live the life of a pro athlete mm-hmm. pretty sick yeah so that's how you're doing everything and then all of a sudden hey do you want to be you know in the next cool runnings movie <laughs> and <laughs> that's what you start so you start you change the training initially or how do you even get into it yeah so I went out there and I would still do, so they also have a push track out there, which is what I initially started training on, which is, um, a track that's got this, like a frame of a bobsled on it. That's on some tracks that you can practice, um, the initial hit or the start of, uh, pushing a sled. So, um, when I went out there, had to get a helmet. I felt really cool about that. So yeah. that was awesome. Uh, and then started doing some work on the push track just to learn how to hit the sled properly, um, start running behind it, but also always pushing it. 
Um, and so I was doing all that stuff. Uh, and then, yeah, sorry. What was, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I just mean like, like, like there's no, there's someone, dude, we just make up shit here <laughs> all the time. This is all made up shit. Uh, so when you're, you're changing. Oh, with the training. Yeah. Right, you're, right. You're That's where I was changing. going with this. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you don't train the way you used to anymore. Right. So I would essentially like, I would do my lifts and I was working with my CrossFit coach at the time. Um, Sam, who was such a great help with like, he, um, just helping with the transition of that. So we were trying to tweak my training, um, a little bit, but obviously didn't want to pull Cause there was already so much changing that we weren't like, okay, we shouldn't just change everything like 180 right away. Um, but doing a little more lifting, um, I would do some like Metcon type stuff on the side or like even in my hotel room. Just for conditioning? Yeah. And I just, I liked it. So I'd be doing like handstand pushups in my room and stuff well, like yeah, cause that. Yeah. Cause I remember like, I saw your videos for a while and like, you'd have like a plate like in your hotel yeah. room. Yeah. Like, oh, well that, so we had to quarantine for a week prior to, um, getting to use the facility. So we quarantined and we, I had a 45 pound plate, I think a 25 pound plate, a med ball and like a tiny kettlebell in your hotel room. Yeah. Could you leave the room? Uh, we got 30, 30 minutes a day to go outside. And so Dude, it's like you're, it's like you're in prison. <laughs> I know. You went That's to, you went to, sense. you went to prison. Yeah. So I would do, I'd have those workouts in my hotel room and then I would do, um, a few times a week. So it would alternate which part of the outside we got to go to. And one part had a track on it. So, um, a lot of us, you know, you'd warm up in your room so you could optimize your time outside. So I'd warm up in my room, get a track session in outside and then have to be back in, uh, 30 minutes later. So, I mean, training definitely shifted just to start. Cause for me also, I really didn't want to get an injury, like going into this too fast or not preparing myself. Um, just cause this is using, you know, my muscles in a different way than they ever sure. have before. So I really wanted to make sure that I was, um, just doing the right accessory work and just making sure that I didn't get out there and then like blow something up and then not be able to actually give it a shot. So this is at like, they have their own facility. Yeah. So this is in Lake Placid, New York. So they've got, um, that's where, uh, the bobsled track is, and then the Olympic Training Center has like the weight room. There's a cafeteria. There's housing, um, and the push track. So, kind of a uh, got everything right there. And so, is it only you guys there, or is there multiple sports? So there's luge, skeleton. Um, I, I know. This is, oh, this, sorry. This, is, <laughs> this is made up words. I was gonna ask you too, because like when you go on the site, I'm like, "What is skeleton?" I'm like, "I should know this already." So skeleton is when they're on their stomach, head first down the track. That's just crazy. Yeah. You don't want to do that. No. <laughs> no, that's well. Also, nuts, I don't have really the body makeup for a skeleton athlete. What do you got to be? I'd like, have to be smaller. You be, oh, it's like a jockey. Like you got to be like little. Uh, not like crazy tight, but definitely smaller than a bobsledder yeah. for sure. Smaller than you. You're jacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so luge is on your back on a sled, feet first. They both freak me out. Yeah. It all does, honestly, dude. But like the, the head first is nuts. Yeah. Those people are crazy. The, it's just you uh, major you to, props. Do you get to, to watch them and see them ever or no? Yeah. So they we don't have the same training time, but sometimes our uh, training times would overlap. And it's just like if you – my first time standing like at a corner – 
of a bobsled track and just oh like it's like a being a nascar yeah in, it in is person. <laughs> it is insane you're like what because how fast they go uh you're going around like i think the fastest track so the fastest track is whistler and you're going around like 90 there That's so this is like nuts. on these it's like around like high 70s 80 that's crazy yeah so the first time you watch it before like up close before you do it or no uh no i had actually before i got in i had never seen it up close <laughs> so you just get in the first time do you like kind of shit your pants like man this is crazy or do you feel like eh, i can handle it oh no i was uh i feel like i blacked out for a second walking up to the starting really? blocks. i was like holy shit well because i think like you practice as much as you can and um, but there's nothing like actually experiencing it. So, I mean, the pilots go over and on day one, they were great. They were like, Hey, we're not trying to set any world records today. All you need to do is get in the sled. We're like, we don't care if, because normally like you're getting in after the pilot, yeah. but they were like, Hey, if you feel uncomfortable doing that, like just get in, like you can take two steps and just hop in. Oh, if people uh, like freak out at first. Yeah. Um, cause people have like slipped or like not gotten in and that makes it extremely hard for the pilot to get down the ice and they have to then also break for themselves which is not ideal <laughs> so if you're not in there does it weigh enough is that right well that's the thing there's not a person back there to weigh down the sled so the back is kind of going all over the place it's like a truck yes which yeah, so just makes it really shitty for the driver jesus and then so how, so explain it to me like a like i'm a moron which i am okay like so you're the one in the back you're the one doing the braking for them? Yeah. And that's how it works. And then, like, so you're both running with it. Because you guys right. just do the – you told me before the podcast, like, it's just the two-man for you guys. Mm -hmm. And then there is four-man and two-man. Yeah. And what's the biggest difference between the two? Like, just, just four people? Uh, I would say for four-man, because there are more people, like, timing is – I mean, timing for both two-man and four-man is crucial. Yeah. Um, but I'd say probably even more so for four-man. I would love to do four-man one day. I think it looks super fun. Um, but, and there's just more to it with loading because you've got the two, so there's three brakemen, two are loading from either side of the sled and then one's loading from the back. So there's just like the timing of the load. Whereas like with two man, like it's the pilot loads in from the side, I load in from the back and like, that's it. We just have to worry about each other. But like with four man, you've got more bodies and, um, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I don't know how all those guys fit in yeah. sled. <laughs> and like it's, that, and it's like that quick though. It's so fast. Yeah. So you guys both hop in and then the pilot obviously drives and then you're responsible to slow that shit down. Yeah. So basically at the, so we'll pull the sled up to the starting block. Um, I'm behind the sled and the pilot is on the left side and they've got a push bar, which when they get in, it'll close or snaps down to fit in with the rest of the sled. Um, so every pilot has a different cadence. Um, like a nor a regular one would be the pilot. They're at the push bar. They'll tap the push bar. I'll say set. And then once I say set, then that's just letting the pilot know, like I'm ready to go. And then ideally we both hit the sled or like break the initial, um, force at the same time. Um, and then push it down the track. So there's a lot more to it than what you see on TV. Oh yeah. For the first. Or at least, yeah, way more than I thought. So you were explaining to me earlier too, like how you guys practice. And that was wondering too. So you, you're going to practice, but it's like, it's, it's a legit run. So you're both set up. 
you hop in, you run the full course, which takes a minute. Yeah. And then now you're screwed because (laughs) your sled is at the bottom. Right. And you got to move it. Yeah. And that's a process with multiple people. So it's usually, um, sometimes there's people down there to help out, but it's usually just you and the pilot. So I'll pull the brakes. Um, There's like a little outrun. Um, And then we stop the sled. We flip it on its side, take it off the ice. Um, Then you want to, runners are very important and you definitely don't. So the runners are like those blade type things that are on the bottom of the sled. Yeah. And so we flip it on side. We put these things to protect them and also make moving the sled easier called scabbards. Flip the sled back down. You pull it in with your pilot into a truck. Then you take the truck, bring it back up, and keep doing that. And usually you're only doing like two, three runs for a training session. Um, in, so In like what, yeah. an hour, two hours? Uh, it depends. Like in, when we were in Park City, Utah, usually our training sessions were an hour, but in Lake Placid, we would usually get like 90 to two hours. And so that's the practice itself. Does mm-hmm. everybody in terms of, cause, okay, so your training obviously now is not, you know, for the CrossFit games, it's for this, but you're still loading, you're still doing some aerobic work. How much different is your training now compared to what it was here when you were at, cause you were at OPEX before Yeah. for a while. And so you would do morning session, chill, night session, but again, you're there for five hours. Mm-hmm. What is it like now in comparison? So it's way less overall time, I would say, and volume-wise. Um, well, actually, I would say I'm still in the gym very long, but uh, but it's just a lot different because the intensity is so much higher. Volume's way lower. Um, I'm working on a ton on my sprint mechanics. So I'm now working with a new coach, Ian Danny. Um, just, I've never had to learn how to sprint properly. So this is a whole new world for me. Um, and, uh, and then along with that, just working on, um, getting my hamstrings stronger, my glutes stronger, like I'm very quad dominant, um, and that doesn't necessarily help me for sprinting. So, cause all all you're doing is you're doing a sprint. How how much is the distance from when you start till you once you hop in the sled? Uh, depending on the track, like you're looking at anywhere from I want to say like thirty to or like twenty five thirty to fifty meters at the longest. I think. Okay. Um, because some tracks will have a really long start. Like Park City's super short. Um. So yeah, it just kind of depends. And so one of the, like does it benefit you to, for it to be shorter or longer? For you personally? Um, it's not necessarily, it benefits me, so I would say, if it's, uh, some starts are a little more flat, whereas some, um, like, it starts going downhill right away, and that requires, like, to keep up with the sled a lot more overspeed, so that's something with the sprinting, like, I've been working on, so you're not just running behind it, that you're always, um, always pushing the sled, um, and applying force to it. So, and that's a big thing too, because especially the first few times, I was just trying to keep up with it. Um, you're not you're really, not really doing, for, you're not really doing anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you're, it, the, the initial push, you're like, yeah. And then you're like, oh, it just picks up speed really quick. Um, and that's another thing too, is just learning how to, um, like we talked about earlier, like the velocity of um, the loading is super important because, 
it could be really easy as you're getting in to kind of pull on the sled and pull it backwards. And when you're fighting for hundredths and tenths of seconds, like you just can't afford to do that. So, yeah. So it's basically an all out sprint and then Mm -hmm. you have to jump in in real time without slowing it down. Yeah. What, uh, what shoes do you wear? So we wear ice spikes. I was not like cleats. Yeah. Kind of. With like, yeah. They're very, very sharp. <laughs> I, I <imagine>. Extremely. <laughs> I imagine so, yeah. I think that was, I was also terrified that I was, for whatever reason, going to start running on the ice and slip or something. But you're not, like, unless you put your heel down, like, you're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, so I got spikes. I get to wear a mouth guard, a helmet. The whole shit. Uh, yeah. And so you can tell the difference between, like, when you first started till now, like, even the short time, like, the progression, yeah. like, how much better you are. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, the first thing was just being comfortable um, and knowing what to expect. Uh, I think a lot of that had to do with learning the track and actually being able to tell which curve you're in and then know when you're going to be done Um, or just knowing when bigger turns are coming up and stuff like that. And it makes it more fun because you're not just like, oh, shit, where are we? Um, Which is what the first one was uh but but yeah and so you guys do you always go with the same pilot or do you mix them up uh so we mix it up quite a bit and i was fortunate enough to get runs with um or at least some runs with each of our pilots um so yeah and there's four of them and so it's been really cool to kind of get in each each of their sleds and like how did they pick like what is the difference like between you versus a pilot like because you're built to do that and they're built to be the pilot or does it matter uh so a lot of pilots start as brakemen and then kind of decide i want to drive um so i would say um like the makeup isn't uh drastically different well i guess it depends from pilot to pilot um like weights and heights and all that stuff um but their job's just very different than ours. I mean, they still have to push at the beginning, but um, I mean, our job as brakemen is just to give them the best possible push at the beginning and then get really, really small in the sled so they don't slow it down. (laughs) And so you guys, there's like a weight distribution where both of you together want to weigh X Mm -hmm. typically. Yeah. So um, the sled itself weighs around like 300 or so pounds and then like for me being around 170 ish is a good weight with like the pilots we have um because you want to weigh as much as you can without you know you don't want to get dq'd um because if you like if you're too heavy yeah yeah so if you're too heavy you don't make weight like you could get dq'd no shit from, yeah um and then if you're really light, you're going to end up adding sled or adding weight into your sled because you want to make it go faster, but now you're pushing a heavier sled. So ideally all that like extra, you have the sled weigh like a quarter, a minimum, and then all the weight is just in the people. So all that weight is actually pushing the sled versus just sitting in the sled. And I'm sure they know at this point, like there's like a, a sweet spot for, Hey, if we weigh about this, this mm-hmm. is probably ideal. Yeah, for sure. Is, and the other people, the, like the brakemen, they same size as you? No. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Because you're jacked, bro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm like, who are these people? 
There can't be that many of them out there. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like this isn't adding up. Well, I guess I've never really watched, like, because you, you guys have, like, a whole, it's like a space suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like a spandex. I was so pumped to space wear suit. one of those. Really? <laughs> They're cool. They are. With the helmet. So, you, like, you can't really tell, and there's no reference point. That's why I yeah. always say, like, if you can't, like, oh, Steve Nash is short. I'm like, he's, like, 6'4", dude. Like, he, right, like, yeah. You, you, it's when you're next to other people, it's hard to see, like, okay, this person is this tall or this big. And yeah. I was just curious. Oh, yeah. No, we're not small. So, how does, sure. uh, how does, like, the, a race itself work? They kind of take a minute, and then you guys just keep, like, testing, like, time and time and time again? Uh. So, like, an actual race, not For training. sure. Yeah. Because like, um, when, when, have you done one yet? Yeah. So, I got to go race on North America's Cup this year. So, we did some races in um, in Utah and then also in Lake Placid. And so, you get two runs for the race. And then it's your total added time as your score. Um, so, where it's a little different than training is that there's a lot more time in between. So definitely being able to go out all out on the first one, but also repeat that. Um, and when there is like a significant break in between, like you've kind of got to like bring yourself down, but then also like bring yourself right back up again. Um, so that was definitely, but I feel like with the sports I've done, um, I've prepared, like, especially with swimming, like my races were very short. So I feel like that's, they definitely weren't like five to seven seconds, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like that was a good learning experience this year, um, just being on the circuit and everything, um, and and yeah. Because that's how fast. I mean, that's how long it takes you, but then you're just in the sled. Mm-hmm. So you're running as is it like as fast as you can, or you're pushing as hard as you can? Yeah. Is that what it feels like? Yeah. And then after seven seconds, you just pop in, and you're like, hey. Yeah. I'm good to go. Uh huh. And then you slow down a little bit for certain parts. Oh no! So you, so I don't pull the brakes until the so you don't absolute do anything. end. You're just hanging out. I hold I hold on. <laughs> what do you do inside? Nothing. Well, so you're you, just like, man, this is this is super cool. No, it's like fuck it. I'm just here now. <laughs> just having a drink. It's yeah, great. Because I'm like, okay, <laughs> so because in my brain, like a normal person, like you watch, obviously, Cool Runnings is a movie. Yeah. Like John Candy's not your coach. Like this isn't gonna happen. Yeah. And you're like watching this, like, okay, they sprint, they hop in, and they just kind of like hang out. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> so you're definitely not just chilling in there yeah. for sure. Um, and depending on the track, like Utah, for example, um, like that track has a lot of G forces. And so there are certain curves where you just feel like someone's like pressing on your back as hard as they can. Um, and basically what you're trying to do, so there's foot pegs in there. So I'm like pushing as hard as I can against those to push my butt back against uh, the sled and there's no like I mean there's kind of a seat but it's not like it's not like a seat in a car it's not like it's very minimal yeah. <laughs> on the inside um, and then you're just holding on uh, there's part of the frame that you can hold on to or that you should hold on to not can yeah. but um, <laughs> and then you're just like pulling yourself down is basically like my head is right in between my knees and I'm pushing back um, against the foot pegs and trying to stay tight but also not super rigid either if that makes sense so you don't want to be all loosey-goosey because then you're getting thrown all over the back of the sled which isn't going to allow for a good no. time at all um and like lake placid like that one doesn't have as much g-force but like you are getting tossed like i mean is i mean i can like get it's like you want to be small but also big so you're not getting 
thrown around, if that makes sense. You're basically taking but, up the, the room yeah. of the sled, yeah. Right, but staying low enough because, like, you don't want your helmet popping up and, um, yeah, like, causing drag or anything like that, so. And then once you guys are done, like, finish line, then you pull it and you're yeah. good to go. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. So when you, like, you're still training, you're doing still Olympic lifts? Mm-hmm. With all your stuff? Yeah. You have like a normal schedule. Like what does a week kind of look like? You go to like when you're there, like you Mm -hmm. go to practice so many times, you're lifting so many times. Yeah. So right now I've been doing like four to five training days a week. Um, Took like a week and a half off after the season ended. Um, Ate all the things (laughs) and had a blast and then got into it. Um, And so Mondays. Mondays and Thursdays are my big sprinting days and I'll always do the sprint stuff first and then go into the gym. So those are usually sprint days out on the field and then I come in and do usually some sort of maybe deadlift, squat, or um, like we were talking about, um, hamstring work, glute work, stuff like that. And then uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, I'll still go out on the field, but it'll be more... um, like uh, sprint drill work, not necessarily full all-out sprints. Um, And then we'll come in and do an upper body day. Um, And then Saturdays right now, we are just adding in another day. So that'll be probably more sprint drill stuff, um, potentially as we move forward another day of sprinting, and then just more accessory stuff in the gym. And like when you're out there sprinting, what do you – is there certain distances you guys go, 200s, 400s, 800s? What's the – uh, right now it's been like 30 to 40, um, and those will get longer, but right now we're keeping them relatively short just because I'm still working on oh, it's the real mechanics. Quick. Yeah. 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 Very, very short. We'll definitely get into longer ones just to build more of a base. But right now we want to make sure once we get to those longer ones that I'm moving efficiently and not practicing bad habits and stuff like that. So like how bad are you at sprinting? I don't think I'm bad, especially yeah. now. I feel I feel yeah. good. When you started, I, were they like, hey, you're fucking terrible? Or are they like, oh, you're not bad? No, they were a, like... You're an, you're an athlete anyway, so... Yeah, but I think it was very humbling, <laughs> for yes. sure. I felt extreme, especially with even the warm-up, like doing an A skip, a B skip. Oh, A skip, B skip, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm... And that's hard, like, it, but it's good. I mean, and I think CrossFit prepared me for that, too, is because you have to keep learning new things, is... I mean, as much as it pains me sometimes, like you got to check your ego at the door and it's like, you're just going to look ridiculous, but like you have to keep doing it to get better. So it's just the way it is. Well, when you take all those things out of context, like any exercise, they look, it looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Especially when you do learn, like we would take the youth kids here through like A skips and B skips, but if you're not used to it or your brain just can't sink it, Mm -hmm. it's hard to do. Right. Like it's not, I kind of remember, what were we doing? We filmed a... Uh, men's health project and it was like bj was doing some bullshit like like the icky shuffle like it was like the football dance and for some yeah. like dude i can do almost everything for some fucking reason my brain just could not put this yeah. together i'm like dude i can't he's like no watch my feet i'm like i just don't i just i'm like we just take it out of this program <laughs> like i was literally was having a panic attack but i know what you mean like it's a different you're not again when in like crossfit would you ever skip yeah you don't like you guys yeah. were you guys run yeah but for what like maybe like suicides or like a hundred yards or a couple mm-hmm. hundred or like, you know, run a mile, whatever it may be, but not, right. it's not real. No offense. It's not real technical. No. I mean, I was training to run, uh, you know, five K's 
or like five K's with a backpack. Like it was just about, for me, a lot of times it was just about not stopping. (laughs) And so to go from that or just, you know, work, I was doing like mile repeats and eight hundreds. And so this is definitely a very, (laughs) very different uh, beast. When you have only this small window to be perfect with your movements, where if you're CrossFit, like when you'd watch like the last games you were in, what was it like a rope climb? And then you guys went and ran or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you would watch it. And these, most people are just, they're smoked. Mm -hmm. You're fucking gassed. So you're running, but it looks like shit right? because you're so tired and you're so fatigued where Mm -hmm. now it's like you have this fast twitch, like small, quick window to do your stuff. So you do that when you're lifting and loading, Mm -hmm. uh, heavy, is it volume, low reps, high reps? What are you guys into? Uh, so right now lots of like four to six, depending on, um, the exercise, I would say, um, as far as like deadlifts, squats go, I've definitely, um, it's definitely heavier than what I was doing prior. Um, just cause my, you know, my one rep maxes didn't necessarily, not that they didn't matter in CrossFit cause they did and there were events about those, but it was more important to work on how do I move, you know, like 50 to 80% for tons of reps. So now it's about lifting heavier, being more explosive, more powerful through those movements. Um, so, so yeah. So when you deadlift, like on a normal day, it's like mm-hmm. four to six reps. How many sets are we talking here? Uh, so yesterday we did some snatch grip deadlifts. We did four sets of four. And what's the loading there? Uh, around 110 kilos. I've been lifting kilos now, which is, this is <laughs> I a, still can't. This is an this is American podcast, so um, in like American terms, uh, it's like when like we go. Like 240 pounds. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, it's like, like when you, it's like when people grab the kettlebells and like, what kilograms is that? I'm like, it's 106 pounds. I don't fucking know. Like, stop it. Yeah. I went to the OTC and it, I was just taking, I feel like my weight room sessions were taking twice as long. So I'm sitting there with my calculator being like, <laughs> like what are we doing here? Well, yeah. honestly, it's like, Hey, I, I suck at math. So I'm a loser. <laughs> but two people ask me like, when I look at a barbell, I can tell. Cause we talk in plates, yeah, right. 225 through 15, like, yeah, okay, yeah, 405, sure. like that I get like, yeah. but short of this, I'm like, I have no clue. Yeah. So you're doing like 240. Sets of four sets of six, somewhere yeah. in there. And then squatting. What's it, back squatting, front squatting? What's that? Uh, lots of back squats. Just because I am, I love front squats. I'd rather front squat than back squat. But um, They're both terrible, but yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I love front squats. Back squats, I'm learning to love back squats. Uh, but back squats, anywhere from like three, we've been going like, uh, the other week was fours, like 265-ish. But that's also another thing is um, uh, Ian's been good about um, knowing when to – because sometimes it's not about lifting as much weight as I can if I'm grinding out each rep. Like it's about being powerful through those reps. For sure. Um, which is hard for me to deal with because I'm just like, but I can do more. He's like, I know. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> not this so, way. Right. Exactly. So that's – it's good to have him there to reel me back in. And what is the – like the rest time? So it's like you do – let's say you back squat 265 so by rest. 4. What do you take between the next four reps? Uh, so for these, it wasn't as much, but like, uh, like two, three minutes. Okay. Which is like an eternity for when I first started, it was so weird for me to have to, I was like, what do I do? Like, and now I've. Just hang out. Yeah. Well, it's just so. (laughs) 
well, horrid to me. It's so we typically again you're like when we do the Metcon stuff here, it's the same thing. It's yeah. basically we set the time and you go until you can't. Or mm-hmm. you basically you either have a workman's like pace or you rest between stuff. So if yeah. we do uh, let's say it's thrusters to like the ski. I might take a couple seconds just to stand there because I'm like, I can't fucking breathe. Mm-hmm. But that's why you're dying. Now you're training where it's not because you can't breathe. Like that's mm-hmm. not why you want to not be no, able to lift right. it. It's like, can I, do I actually have the strength to recover mm-hmm. to lift it again? And even right. for us, like what's hypertrophy? 60 to 90 seconds is like the most. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the bodybuilding scheme. Anything beyond that, it's like the real strength work, which makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And that is... um and it's back squatting and that's just like is that's your coach's protocol or that's like what the the national team kind of does or are you guys going to put together do they give you a program or no uh no so they as far as like the actual bobsledding stuff goes like they'll be out there working with us on like push technique and stuff like that um but like as far as um lifting sprinting goes like each athlete has a coach that they work with like through the off season and stuff um, to, which makes sense. Like we all have different strengths and weaknesses. So, um, each person has their own individualized program programming for what they need to work on. And do you guys all do kind of similar stuff or is it all across the board? Mm, it's pretty similar. I would say, um, like what's the biggest lifts squat deadlift, obviously. Uh, so like for the combine, they do a, a three rep max squat and a power clean. So I would say like, those are pretty significant lifts, uh, sword jerks. Um, so yeah, so everybody basically on your team can do those lifts mm-hmm. with proficiency. Yeah. And these people were all probably athletes doing something else at some point. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of cool. Like similar to when I got into CrossFit, it's interesting to see how everyone got into the sport and what everyone was doing prior to bobsledding. So like on the women's side, like Kaylee did ski racing before she got into bobsledding. Then we've got like volleyball players, track, basketball, um, and yeah. CrossFit. So it's, yeah, and CrossFit. <laughs> You're the only CrossFit person. Uh, no, actually, uh, Kelsey Keel, another uh, CrossFitter, and we got into it at the same time. So that was really cool. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, on the men's side, is there CrossFitters or no? No. So on the men's side, um, a lot of uh, – Football, track, um, like throwers, um, trying to think. Big uh, dudes. Yeah, yeah, very big. Because uh, your boyfriend. Yeah. He's in the mix. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. Yep. Is he like the biggest dude? Yeah, I think he might be. Is he? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go big, dude, yeah. go big. Yeah. Like, is there small guys at all? What's the smallest dude? 200 pounds? <sighs> I don't even think that's. It's too small. I feel like they're all around, like within like. 205 to 230. I could be wrong, but I yeah. feel like that's around what they're at. All pretty good sized dudes. Yeah. Interesting. I never knew, like, if they were big or small, but yeah. Yeah. But I guess the is probably have to do the same thing. Like, it has to weigh the same distribution. Yeah. How much faster are the dudes? Way faster? It's pretty close. Um, Like, with the starts and everything, or like the speed of. Like, the if sled? you were to race the dudes. Oh. Like, can you beat their ass, or do they just smoke you guys? No, I uh, I want to say yes, but yeah. <laughs> we're not we're not beating them at the start. No. So no. I just didn't know, like, if they're because you know you watch other sports, like yeah. Okay, Michael Phelps is like the fastest dude. Right. Like, right. there's not a woman who can yeah, beat Michael Phelps. For sure. I don't know. If no, it's similar are. to that. Yeah. 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 
Because they, they're so heavy or what? Yeah. I mean, they're just, they're bigger. They're, you know. They're dudes. Just, yeah. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they're big guys. So you're like, you guys yeah. you just play football. I'm like, okay. Right. It seems like it's something yeah. different. So body-wise, you feel good though? Yeah. Really good. Um, it's definitely been, um, my body's definitely, I can tell it's changing for sure. Um, and actually like for the first time in a long time had to switch up my macros a bit just because of the changes in training and how much I'm moving throughout the day. Um, and yeah, so that's just been, um, you're eating more or less. Uh, so not necessarily less, but way more protein, way less, or I shouldn't say way less, but less carbs. Um, and so it's not that I'm definitely, I don't end the day. I'm never hungry or anything like that, but it's just, I've gotten into such a rhythm with the foods and meals that I ate and now having to like switch it up. It's just kind of just starting, not from square one, but just finding, um, ways to you know eat that much protein a day and stuff like that so what's um what's a normal day eating wise look like um so my training is around two o'clock every day and so um I'll usually wake up and I have either like chicken or like a bison burger with some vegetables um for breakfast yeah legit uh, Sounds very normal. Yeah, some. Uh, yeah, really. It's a normal American so, <laughs> breakfast. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe an egg, some egg whites, and then I'll have like some toast or oatmeal. Um, and then, depending on the day, I might have like a snack or another meal, um, like an hour, hour and a half out from training. Um, and then after training, I'll have. Um, a bunch of carbs, whether it's rice, potatoes, I'll have some sort of protein, vegetables, and then I'll eat one more time at night. But that meal will be um, a lot less carbs, probably higher in fat, still some protein. And yeah. What um you know what are your macros at per day? So I'm at 200 grams of protein. No shit. Yeah. That's a lot. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before I was at around like 155. So this is. Like it's like another pretty, half, it's like another half pound of meat. Yeah, a day. So it, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, and then around like seventy-ish grams of fat, and okay. then uh, carbs, carbs are at around one seventy-five, two hundred. So and like when I was crossfitting, I was eating upwards of like three fifty-ish. Carbs. So yeah. What the fuck? Dude? Yeah. That's yeah. great. But again, you're training so much. Right. Yeah. And the type of training, like it's just, you just need that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds super fun to eat that many carbohydrates when you realize then you have to do that much work though. Yeah. Like a normal person can't do that. No. They'd be 400 pounds. <laughs> like I always share the story, like filming, which what was it? It was like uh, Meta Shred for Men's Health. Yeah. Where we're doing like four Metcons a day. Like right. every day. Yeah. And you feel like the biggest bag of shit on yeah. the planet. Right. And we'd go to Wegmans and I would like, I would still make a salad and, and put a ton of protein on it. Uh -huh. But I would get like five giant cookies. Right. And I would eat them every night and then I'd wake up in the morning like just in paper thin shredded. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, I just ate like 800 grams of sugar. Right. At once. And it didn't even fucking matter though. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. But you clearly can't do that anymore. No, no. Because so basically what happened was... Um, when I got back from finishing up the season 
and you know like had some fun with you know the eating and drinks and all that stuff and then I was like all right it's time to pull it back in and kind of did what I normally do to like reset myself and like get back on track and I was like uh it's it's not working no <laughs> um, and, and not that I was eating 350 grams of carbs I was not doing that but um I clearly needed to adjust things as I've you know adjusted training to be a great bobsledder like that you know gotta adjust the nutrition with it as well um and so so yeah that's been good and my coach Ian's been helping me with that too and um which is good too because then he can help me adjust numbers based on what the training looks like or if he sees that um I don't know like my energy levels are getting affected from it or anything like that like we can make tweaks here and there and so what do you just like you log it like my fitness pal or something or how do you track it yeah yeah and so uh still weigh out everything um and all that stuff definitely with these macros I and maybe it's just because I'm not used to it right now like I'm definitely having to it's a little harder um but with just like eating out and everything like not that I do that very often but it's gonna be a pain in the ass bro yeah it's it's a it's a little tricky yeah how (laughs) do you how do you eat out just make do the best you can yeah and Honestly, I just don't really do it all that often. Um, but like I'm going to visit uh, my siblings out in California soon and then my boyfriend out in California, um, in Southern California soon. And it's just going to be like, yeah, you do the best you can. And, um, you know, I'll be packing a lot of my own food and snacks and, you know, just bringing around lots of Tupperware full of still different, living, still like, living that life. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it does suck, man. That's, <laughs> I don't miss that. Well, it's like, but again, we don't do, I mean, last year we didn't do shit, but even now when we go places. Like I just try to, if it's a fuck a day, I just say, fuck it. Like, and I'll do whatever. Yeah, but yeah. It's more like, I don't want to feel like shit though either. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing is that while eating whatever I wanted was fun for a little bit, like I feel horrible. So I'm like, this just isn't but I still like even when I have it all dialed in like on the weekends or it's usually like a Saturday like if I really want to make cookies or whatever I'm like I'm just gonna do that and it's fine and then because what's um like what's your what's your vice like what if you Uh, like when you say fuck it like do you just like you eat whatever for like multiple days no uh no I think it's more like when I take breaks it's I'm not weighing things I'm not logging things um, but still eating real food a lot of times. Yeah. yeah and then for me it's sweets and chips like if I can go to a restaurant and just eat like you know bottomless basket of chips, chips. until I just don't want to anymore like that's I love it it's you're good amazing. to go yeah. <laughs> and then just like baked goods like I cookies like I don't ice cream's fine but it's not like a huge thing for me it also makes me feel really sick so. I know I can't I haven't eaten real ice cream in probably like five or six years I don't think yeah it's it doesn't sit well at all like I look at it like you see cold stone I'm like it I remember like yeah. how amazing it was mm-hmm. but I'm like god it just fucks me up it's just not worth honestly, it. honestly though like even because you've sure been like crumble yeah like those are huge cook they're enormous they're yeah and I would gotten a habit like maybe for like a month, like I would go like once a Saturday and I'd bring them home and like my yeah. mom and Dave were here visiting and then basically everybody else would pick at them before I would get to them, nah. which would save me. But even that, if I'd eat like two of them, which is a lot, I could probably mm. eat four easily, yeah. but I'll eat like two and I'm like, I'd wake up and feel like 
like shit. Yeah. Like my face would be like puffy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like that can't be healthy. No, yeah. I mean, for me, like my go-to sweet, and honestly, like I, and maybe I'm biased, but like if I'm going to have a cookie, like I would rather have the cookies that I make rather than like go anywhere else for cookies. Just like the store-bought, like? I just, no, like the, like all homemade these oh God, peanut no. butter chocolate chip cookies. It's way too much work. No, they're really easy, actually. And they don't have things in it that would make me sick, which is great. So I can eat a few and so not So it's kind of like gross. cookies, but kind of like bullshit. Like you put real no, sugar in but, them. Uh, so they're coconut oil, honey, um, eggs, almond flour, vanilla. That's like basically it. And then I put chocolate chips and peanut butter in them. That's still real. I mean, it's all real stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're not like... It's not like Toll House. No, but it's not one of those things where you're like eating a dessert and it's healthy and it just makes you want to eat the real thing. It's like this is, it satisfies the sweet tooth. Like, you know, it's not like like fake ice cream. You're like, I want real ice cream, but I'm going to eat this stuff that's like ice and like yeah. it just makes you want to eat the like, real ice cream. <laughs> like well, Halo Top isn't bad. No. It's like, I remember like what was before that, like Arctic Zero. Like that stuff was bullshit. Oh, that was like that was it was like shaved ice. That it was, was fucking yeah, terrible. That was really bad. sorry, Arctic ice. If you're even in business, you're probably not even in business anymore. <laughs> but like, if I would do Halo Top, if it's soft enough, it can work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But even that, I haven't done in like at no. least a year because I'm like, it's just not. Yeah. It isn't the same. No. That's the tough part too. Is like I don't want to feel like garbage. Yeah, it really is. Uh, booze at all? No. Yeah, I mean, not like regular. Like if you, like go, to, I, you go out to dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, right when we were done with the season, my boyfriend and I went out to Chicago to visit uh, a brewery. Um, so that was really cool. So we got to taste a bunch of beers, and it was really fun. And like, yeah, I enjoy red wine, but like not on a. It's usually yeah, like if I'm going out to dinner with people, like it's not a regular. You're not, you're not cracking a beer every day. No. No, not so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's crazy how the macros changed that much. Yeah. And shifted. But again, you're doing so much, so much work. Right. So much. And that is so much protein now, too. It is. Because usually, I mean, a gram per pound is usually sufficient. But again, if you're not going to eat the carbohydrates, yeah, the calories have to come from somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like I was heading to my parents' house the other day and I'm like... I, well, I posted on Instagram. I had a protein shake in one hand, and I've got, like, a turkey patty, <laughs> like, in a Ziploc bag. Because <laughs> I'm like, like, well, I need to make sure that I I'm have that, I'm that psychopath now. I know. I'm like, this is not normal. But, uh, hey, I got to do what you got to do. You know, I mean, it's but it's part of where you're at yeah. today. Right. Uh, supplements at all? Uh, yeah. So, um I do, so I work with Optimum EFX, which my coach actually owns, and so love their protein, their aminos, um, they have a pre-workout and um, something called Neuroff that you can take, like, at the end of the day to help wind down, especially if you've taken the pre-workout, because, like, especially with racing, and I've had this issue, like, with CrossFit swimming, like, when you're coming down from that high of racing like it's super hard to sleep that night um and so like this has been a good thing just to start that recovery process right away and be able to get a good night's sleep um and not feel like 
total shit the next day. What's like a like a melatonin or something like a theanine yeah. or whatever the natural sleep stuff is. Yeah, so those are great, um, and that's yeah. Um, protein wise, like how much are you doing in food versus the shakes? Um, at the most, I'll have two shakes in a day, and that's usually if I just am like I don't want any more meat of any sort um but usually just one shake a day and then the rest it comes from um actual food what is it like 50 grams probably uh i'll usually do like a scoop and a half so probably like 30 40 grams and then you eat the rest yeah every day Mm -hmm. that's a chore dude it is yeah it's uh but yeah but it's not it definitely was tough at the beginning it's getting easier so well it's just because like yeah that's what you have to do yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I – there are for sure days where I'm, like, I don't want to log this. I don't want to weigh it. I just want to eat chips. <laughs> and, like, I wish those were a protein source. But, um, but yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing is, like, it's – I don't know. To me, that's not, like – it's not a huge sacrifice in the ultimate goal of – or in the big picture of what I'm trying to do. So, yeah. No, the performance stuff is way better than – the aesthetic eating, I would say. Like, to eat, to oh, do something uh, yeah, is better I, than, like, you're right. not really restricting Yeah, right. a ton of calories. Like, mm-hmm. that's where shit gets miserable. You're doing oh, it yeah. to be the optimal athlete for the specific goal mm-hmm. as opposed to, hey, let's see how much, you know, food we can't eat and be shredded and feel like we want to kill ourselves. That's I not would, fun. No one would want to be around me um, if I tried to do that. Lots of people like, oh, you should do bodybuilding. I'm like, well, you could, but then you really – it's a more of a mental thing, like – it's yeah. just not – that's not a – like, what you're doing, this is healthy. Mm-hmm. That is not healthy. Yeah. So if we go to, like, recovery stuff, yeah. what's the kind of the normal – like, your body isn't as beat up as it used to be, clearly. But you're yeah. you're still obviously training a shit ton. So what mm-hmm. are you – other than sleeping? Yeah, sleeping, a huge one. Um, yeah, I would say, like, I don't feel beat up, but definitely – um, sore, achy in different places. So like making sure I'm staying on top of like working, um, like through my calves, my Achilles, my feet, uh, my knees, just making sure those are staying healthy. Um, that's been just huge. And like, you have to, you just don't want that stuff sneaking up on you because it definitely can. And what do you do? Mobility on your own every day? Yeah, so, like, especially rest days, um, I'll still go into the gym and do a bunch of mobility. Like, my coach will give me kind of, like, a circuit to go through. Um, And that's been super helpful just in how I feel, especially for the sprinting sessions. Um, I – one of my sponsors, which have been amazing, Sidekick, they've got, like, muscle scraping and – rollers, stuff like that. So I'll use that along with the mobility sessions. And especially for traveling, those have been super useful. And like when we were in quarantine and like I can't go to sports med or anything like that, um, I've got these tools to do all this stuff on my own, which is really nice. Um, And yeah. To scrape yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it's almost like grass or whatever. Yeah. 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 I think we have some of the tools here. We have so many of these guns. We have like a shit ton of them. They keep sending them to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're helpful too. Yeah. Um, But even that, like when you're really going to roll, like if it's like your VMO or something, Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, that's brutal. It's the worst shit. Like the Mm -hmm. guns can't really do it. Like you can do it to yourself. Yeah. That body, extra body weight definitely helps sometimes. 
It's, um, do you get massage then or no? Yeah. So I definitely, um, especially while I'm back here, I try to take advantage as much as I can. And when we're at the OTC and on the circuit, like we have a great sports med, um, staff and Kairos and all that stuff. So that's super helpful as well. Any, uh, like cold plunge sauna stuff you do or no? Uh, I definitely, uh, I do love ice baths. I started doing, so I don't have a tub at my apartment, unfortunately. Um, but I started actually when I picked up or when I started bobsledding, um, at the OTC, I started ice bathing a lot and I just really, I don't know, for me, it really helps or even just hot baths as well too, just to flush out my legs. Um, was doing those a lot as well. People swear by the cold stuff, but man, I just can't. I got a hard time. I like it. I don't know. How long do you go in for? Uh, if I'm just doing like if ideally I would do contrast and go back and forth, but, um, which sometimes we've done, like we'll have one person in one room have a cold tub and then someone across the hall has a hot, a hot tub, tub and you just you switch. switching. I like that. Um, but yeah, if I, if I don't have that usually like eight to 10 minutes, depending on how cold it is. That's uh, yeah, it's about. That's rough, man. I just can't. Uh, yeah. Or there were some cold, uh, like lakes and stuff. Or I, I don't really, or just bodies of small bodies of water in, uh, Lake Placid. So we uh, I mean, shit, got into them. People do it here in the wintertime. They just go in their pools. Yeah. That aren't heated, and I'm like, damn, dude. Oh yeah. That's uh, you got to gut through that. Yeah. Uh, when you sleep though, what mm-hmm. um, how many hours a night? Ideally, at least eight. Okay. Um, and sleep is definitely something that I've struggled with and I'm definitely a person that, and part of that has to do with like, I wasn't, I would say in like my first few years of CrossFit, I wasn't being very diligent about winding down at night. So it made sense why my brain was going like a mile a minute when I try to go to bed. But, um, but lately I feel like it's gotten a lot better. And, um, I also work with direct, direct hemp, which is a CBD company and they have a lot of amazing like sleep gummies that I swear by and not only help me fall asleep, but I also have issues with just staying asleep and not like tossing and turning a bunch during the night. So that's helped a ton. Um, but yeah, at least eight hours for sure. Um, hopefully more, but. And do you have yeah. like a routine, like a whole setup before you go to bed? Like I do X, Y, and Z, pop a gummy and then I'm good. Uh, not at, I guess Kind like, of for the most part. Like you I would watch, say, you watch TV and fall asleep or no? You turn the No, room. no. So I don't have a TV in my room, which is probably good because I probably would do that. Um, but I'll usually like towards the end of the day, I'll watch a show or movie or something. Um, and then like around nine o'clock, I'll probably take uh, the gummies. Um, and then uh, I've definitely gotten away from it, but I used to read before bed and that was super helpful. But I have been doing, honestly, I haven't been doing that as much Just a dumb, lately. Just a dumb um, athlete. Yeah, but, I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> well, honestly, because of school, like reading is just the last thing I want to do. So oh, I'm no, like, I, I don't want to read anything yeah. else. That makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so. Um, so you're on the national team now. Mm-hmm. And then what does it look like moving forward? So the next thing we've got coming up is end of July we're going to have a push championships and so for those all the brakemen will push uh do solo pushes so um when we race obviously we push with a pilot but for this just to get um 
numbers for us individually. We'll do solo pushes. Um, and then, so we'll have those, uh, during the summer, we'll also have to do a combine, which includes some lifting, um, a sprint. They'll also test us in a 30 meter sprint as well, separate from that. Um, and then going into, so there will still be a world cup circuit going into this year. So the stuff in July is all your teammates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kind of using all of that data throughout the summer, Going into the Olympics, there is a committee that will look at that um, and basically decide who's going to get to be on those sleds. And the Olympics is in February. Right. And so when do they, what is the timeline when they like tell you, hey, like you made it or you suck, you're a loser? <laughs> yeah, really. Is that what they're saying? Uh, yeah, they're just like, go home. No. Yep. <laughs> no. You're out. Pack up your shit. Uh, you're done. Yeah. So they pick it pretty close to the actual start. Um, I don't know the exact date, but, um, and a lot of that is because they don't want to name it too soon just because so much can, I mean, in all athletics, like so much can happen in, you know, I mean, even in a month. So injuries and different yeah, things. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think they just want to get as much, um, all the evaluations they can and just have as much to choose from just so we're putting together like the best possible team to be competitive over there. Like how many people don't go? There's not that many of you anyway, is there? Uh, on the women's side, we definitely don't have a ton. Um, I, there's definitely a lot more on the men's side. Yeah. Um, and then it just depends really on how many sleds we qualify to the Olympics. Um, how does that work? So it's a, it's quite a process, but, um, so basically we, um, we'll definitely qualify, um, two sleds for sure. And then the third one, um, it's usually a few countries that are only, uh, there's only a certain number of countries that will get to have three sleds. So you're kind of battling with other countries that have, um, a deep talent pool. So, um, like I think Canada is another team that will, um, like Germany usually has three sleds, I believe. Um, I think like we're going to be competing with Canada for, um, a third sled and that's all based on like world rankings and you get your world ranking by getting points, um, when you compete like on a world cup circuit. So the most you guys would get was, would be three. Yeah. So basically you got three spots. Three, three racing spots, and then each sled needs an alternate. Okay. So, yeah. So six. Yeah. You got a good chance, bro. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know? Or if there's, like, one person left out, like, there's seven of you, and there's, like, sorry, sorry, Oh, man, sorry, that'd dude. be brutal. Uh, it's got to be somebody. <laughs> yeah. That would suck. Um, for just sure. Just, like, Survivor, and they just... Yeah. Like, you're the weakest link, dude. Yeah. Um, you're done. Yeah. Oh, that would be tough. That but, would be. I mean, but that's the Olympics, dude. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, that's sports. It's like if you're the fastest, you'll be on a sled. If you're not, like, you you won't. <laughs> well, and there's so many things that can happen too. Like, yeah. With people and just like, yep. I'm just thinking of your guys' stuff. Like, like I'm old as shit now. <laughs> so I think like because we did this. God, when was this? Again, I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> we did. Um, we met these like these um cis fit girls. Um, they both ran, uh, like track in college. Like one was like at Missouri or one was at Memphis. I'm butchering mm -hmm. the schools for sure, but they're both like super fast. And I remember we went, 
we filmed a bunch of stuff with them in Orange County is where they live. And I remember the first, like, there was, like, 200 repeats. Like, hey, come do this workout with us. I'm like, this seems fucking terrible. And, like, my big ass is out there. And I remember, like, the first one, I'm like, okay, I can smoke these girls. And then, like, the next one, I'm like, I could feel, like, my hamstring and, like, glute attachment. I'm like, this is not going to uh, be yeah. good. I'm like, I'm going to lose every fucking race from here on out. Because I'm like, I just felt like something was going to go wrong. And I pulled a hamstring before mm-hmm. where my ass is just black and blue. And your guys' stuff is so delicate where if you're doing even sprinting, like the training or you're going through your stuff, like mm-hmm. you can pull a hamstring in two seconds. You yeah. can pull a calf in two seconds. And now you're like, you're done for what? Six weeks, mm-hmm. seven weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. So it is very delicate. Right. So I guess you can't really pick and you have to have an alternate, obviously for those mm-hmm. basic specific reasons. Yeah. And so obviously the goal is to make the Olympic team. Yeah. And what's, um, what about after that? Like what's the, what is life? What's life look like? I mean, this is obviously so new, and just yeah, like yeah. It, it came on. So, like, long term goals with this or mm-hmm. CrossFit or like, what is it? I mean, obviously, you know, we always ask like, "What's your five year plan?" And like, right. we laugh because it's fucking yeah, a joke. Right. But you might have something in your brain like, "This is what I kind of want to do with this," and or I'll just kind of wait and see. Yeah. So I would say like further down the road. So right now I'm in school for um, I'm wrapping up a master's in kinesiology. Um, and that will be done in August, which is very exciting. And um, and then uh, a few months ago, I started a an undergrad degree through ASU in um, data analytics. What is wrong with you? I <laughs> like what is what are you doing? <laughs> what are you trying to be like the smartest person no. <laughs> ever? Like, what is this going on? That was like I told I was telling I was like because uh, between because I went to Notre Dame my freshman year, I transferred and then uh, went to Cal and now. Because my master's is through Michigan State, and this is through ASU. And I was telling my sister, I was like, yeah, I'm like, technically I've been to four different colleges. She was like, we get it. You win. And I was like, yeah. that's, that wasn't my point. We get it. You're super <laughs> smart, dude. No, the funny thing is, like, I, I mean, in undergrad, I despise school. I was not good at it. Like, I barely, like, I, like, I mean. You did it just to play sports. Essentially. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm familiar. Yes. I'm familiar yeah. how school works. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be- Going through it, well, and honestly, like, going into my master's, I never thought that was something I would, A, want to do, uh, B, could do, and then to add another degree on top of it, like, sometimes I'm just, like, my college self would be, like, you're insane. Like, please stop. <laughs> like, it's so we much. We can't do this. Um, I mean, I feel like it, and that's the thing. I think in undergrad, I really just wasn't good at um, time management. I didn't know how to balance being a student and an athlete. I felt like I couldn't do both. Um, and I feel now more than anything, if, if these degrees have given me anything, they've given me the confidence to, in myself to know that, yeah, like academics don't come easy to me. Like that's not my bread and butter, but like if I work hard enough and I apply the time and energy into it, I can do it. And so that's been really rewarding. And yes, there are definitely days where, you know, the priority is going to be my training or competing and the school kind of, so it's a, it's an ebb and flow for sure. Um, but I'm excited, um, about what I'm going to get to do in the future. And I'd really love to work for a company that kind of, um, has to deal with like health and wellness, fitness or sports performance, um, as it pertains or and get to work in like the data analytics department of that company and just kind of get to utilize both of my worlds that I've now kind of been in. 
And so I think that would be really cool. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. But when is that after all this is done? Yeah. So, I mean, the plan would be to. Because um, I imagine like bobsledding pays a lot. <laughs> so I imagine like you get super rich being on the bobsled team. Yeah. No? Well, so I think that was another cool thing was that, um, and not saying that it wasn't in my passports, but I think that um, in bobsledding, like a lot of my teammates, you know, do have full-time jobs and are making it work. And so. Um, oh, do they really? Yeah. And so it's just. It's cool to see how they manage it, and um, I don't know, and just, uh, yeah. Because who's, like, the oldest bobsledder? Is there someone who's, like, super old? Like, 40? Uh, I would say the oldest would be, like, 36, 37-ish. But can you do it, like... I mean, you could, right, if you loved it? I mean, Kaylee, the... I mean, she's she won world championships... And she's been doing this for almost 18 years now. Shit. She's, I believe, 35, 34, 35. Because it's not like like wrestling where you're 24 and it's like, or you're 28 yeah. and you're like, okay, dude, we're getting, like, I'm 32. Like, fuck, yeah. this is about it. Like, this right. is not the same thing. No. Well, that was another thing, too. I was, because um, I'm well aware that the end of my athletic career is much closer than the I start? am to the beginning of it. <laughs> Um, But if it's bobsled, maybe not. (laughs) Well, that was the thing. I was so, you know, when I first started talking to Kaylee, I was looking up rosters of, you know, people on the team or the roster of people on the team. And I was like, wait, like, these girls are my age for the most part. Like, and I was like, oh, well, this is cool. I thought I was going to be like the oldest person in it by far. Um, So, yeah, so it's it's really cool. Because what is the, like, what's the CrossFit? What's Masters? Like, what is that? Masters starts at 35. That's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> it used to be 40, and they added a 35 not too long ago. Oh, and then what's 40? You're like dead? <laughs> this is a dead no, category? it goes up to, I believe, uh, 60 plus, I think. But, but they it's just like br- crazy. They break it down in increments, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, after 35, like, you can be in the. But even if, unless you're, like, fit enough, you can still be in the real stuff. Mm hmm. But if you're. Oh, yeah, you don't have to. Like, if you're 36, there definitely are those people that are. But it's still pretty, in the general. Pretty mix. rare. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that point, it's like you got a lot. It's just so much wear and tear. For sure. Like, that's the thing. Like, how long can your body hold up to the yeah. abuse of that? Like, right. Could you imagine doing it when you're 37, 38? Like, no, CrossFit? I, I could not. No. There's no way. No. Because at some point, like, you're going to have, like, a. I don't want to say a real life because that's not the right term, but like a more normal ish. Yeah. Well, there are just. There's other things I want to do. Later on in my life. Then do Metcons twice yeah. a day, every day. I mean, I'll still do, I totally see myself doing like CrossFit style, you know, like Metcon type workouts. Definitely, like I won't be doing ring muscle ups and like stuff no, like no, that. No, no, but, no. <laughs> but even like, but yeah. even in the groups here, like, and again, I've done a lot of really stupid shit <laughs> in training, but even now when we do this, like we'll do these terrible, like metabolic workouts with people here, but there are certain things they can't do. Yeah. Like, they don't have the same technical training. Even, like, doing, you know, pull-ups with a group at scale is hard because I'm, like, mm-hmm. some dudes are, like, 230 pounds. Like, some dudes can do pull-ups who are that happy, but a lot of them can't. Yeah. And I'm, like, we can do, like, kind of running here um, in loose terms. But, like, we can they, can, they can ski, they can row, they can ride an assault mm-hmm. bike, they can push a sled. Like, they can do general things. And, and you can kill yourself enough doing that where it's still safe yeah. and efficient. But not, like, the shit that, like, we used to do. Yeah. 
and you'll be, I mean, yours will be so regressed from like. Right. Well, there was so much stuff that I did because it might show up in a competition. So like, I don't need to handstand walk over a ramp, like to get the same stimulus for, you know, for my upper body. You know what I mean? Like, no. it's just like, you never other, have, you never have to do that. No. <laughs> so, but. Well, that's why I like, like you're training now and I look at it and it's like, you know, you guys are back squatting, which is fine. Like you have the base built, mm-hmm. but again, like we are loading the spine with like yeah. this ridiculous amount of weight mm-hmm. at some point the juice is not worth the squeeze with that. Mm-hmm. And for most normal people, it's not anyway. Mm-hmm. Like they could split squat. They're fine. Like right. who gives a shit? Yeah. And, and they're probably going to be either quad dominant anyway, if they naturally are like, it's, mm-hmm. it's really not going to change. Yeah, no. But so those things might, I would imagine shift, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll still do terrible stuff forever. Yeah, I'm sure. So that's it. So you're going to see how it goes. And then after the Olympics, like see, hey, kind of hope- reevaluate and see. Yeah. Hopefully you make it. Yeah, that would be. And would you and would you keep it going after that, or is this like a one and done? I think I'm just gonna focus on this year for now, and then kind of like reevaluate moving forward, and then like see what what that next year is gonna look like. Because do most of the people they live they live close to the training center? They live all over America. Uh, Some people will live at the training center, um, and then some a lot of people live all over, and that's the thing too, like within the sport, like. Um, some people will take time off, like come back to it. Like my boyfriend went to the Olympics in 2018 and then took some time off, like worked on his career and then came back. And like, there's a few other people that have done that. So, um, but yeah, but it's pretty much like from all over, like, yeah. Well, it's just so unique of a thing where it's like, and I always use like if it's wrestling or if it is basketball, you basically do that stuff pretty much every day mm-hmm. but you guys don't have sleds in your backyard so no. it's not really the same right i mean they're like they have these which i actually need to ask my brother and dad if they want to help me like weld one together but like kaylee has this uh sled on wheels that she has at her house that kind of mimics a bobsled oh, shit. so yeah so you can kind of um uh it, it's just like a push cart type thing but uh what i mean is you jump into it i mean it's basically you know what it kind of looks like is uh you know the um not grocery carts but things that you walk around like home depot with to put stuff on that are just flat oh yeah yeah, (laughs) why can't i think of the name (laughs) oh my god neither can i we're more we are not smart we're traveling it's um it's like a cart yeah it's basically like a flat it's, cart. It's like a cart. Right? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Somebody messaged me and say, hey, dipshit, yeah, yeah. here's the name. I work at Lowe's. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean. Like the big heavy so, metal right. with wheels. So it's like that, a little skinnier, a little longer. Um, the wheels don't swivel around as much. Yeah. And then the handle is more at like a slant to mimic what the handles are going to feel like on a bobsled. And uh, I mean, Kaylee got hers made, like took the specs of a bobsled. So it's like the same height. Um, like the handles are the right, you know, width from each other and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, so those are super helpful, but you can't just like go order one of those online. Uh, no, I don't think there's a lot, not a huge market, uh, (laughs) for all this. No. So you guys, do you push sleds in your training? I imagine. Yeah. Like just because like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It helps. You can still get a ton of benefit from just doing that. I mean, that's one of the best things anybody can do in just general training. Right. And it's. Oh, sled works the best. The most applicable to what you guys actually do every day. Yeah. That's gnarly, man. It's such a crazy thing. Like, go from, like, I'm an all-American swimmer 
to I'm in the CrossFit games. I'm like the 20 whatever fittest woman on the planet. And fuck it. I'm going to try to be in the Olympics too. <laughs> yeah. uh, like it's a pretty sick resume, dude. Thank you. If you were to like show up and like just like for your – like I always think of like Arnold, right? Like how like he has like had the most amazing life probably ever. Yeah. Like, and people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, imagine A, he's not – you know, from America, or he probably would have been the fucking president too, which is crazy. <laughs> but you go to be seven-time Mr. Olympia, which is insane. Yeah. If you just won Mr. Olympia once, that's like an epic life. It's the mm. pinnacle of bodybuilding, regardless of what you think about it. But he did seven times. Yeah. Then goes on to become arguably the most famous action movie star of all time. Right. Like, I'll be back. Like, everybody knows it. Right. And when you're known by just one name, it's Arnold. Like, you don't got to say the last name. You just know. Mm -hmm. And then goes on to become the governor of California. If you did any one of those things individually, like that's a right. pretty fucking crazy life. And same yeah. thing for you. Like if you were just an All-American, that's pretty sick. If you were just like in the CrossFit Games, like and then if you were just in the Olympics for something. But you did all three, dude. It's, uh, yeah. It's Do you just think like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you, well, the well, last time I talked to you, this isn't even a thing. Right. This right. wasn't even like on your radar yeah. and you're just like, oh no, I'm going to be in the Olympics maybe. Yeah. I think it is. I feel like more so now than ever I've been, because I think, well, I've been an athlete pretty much my whole life and it's kind of all I've ever known. But, um, and sometimes you're so in it and you're just like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And you sometimes forget to take a step back and be like, whoa, this was really fucking cool. Um, and I think I've started to kind of, do that and take the time to like when I was watching March Madness and like seeing Baylor win and then being like, Oh shit. Like I held that trophy. Like, I mean, I know it's not for basketball, but still yeah, same, same thing. Show. Like, yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, you start to, cause when you're in it, like, you know, it's cool. And, but I think I just appreciate that stuff now um, more than ever. And just what went into it and, and how cool that really was. Um, and same thing with the games. Like, just remember walking into a CrossFit gym for the first time and never thinking, like, the games was ac an actual reality. I mean, I wanted to be competitive in it. But then, you know, that's a thing. And now to, you know, get a second shot at making, you know, a run in an Olympic team. Like, it's just – it's it's pretty awesome. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. To think like you walk in a CrossFit gym, you're like, oh, yeah, and then I'm going to be one of the best people in the world at this. Like that's what the – I mean, that's how you have to phrase it. Yeah. Like you walk in, you don't know anything. Like I'm going to be one of the best people in the world at this. And you would have told the people there and have been like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if you tell me this, like if I met you on the street, like, mm -hmm. I mean, you looked apart, so I probably would believe it. <laughs> but like if I met you, let's say you like you become 400 pounds. In like 20 years yeah. and I met you on the street and you're this 400 pound crazy person and you're like, I was an all American. I was in the CrossFit games and I was in the Olympics. I'd be like, dude, you're so full of shit <laughs> because it sounds so fake, right? right, right. Like it sounds like yeah. even if you told me in your fit, I'd be like, that seems like it's made up yeah. like to do all that at one time. So it's yeah. impressive, dude. I mean, I think like a lot of it too is like, I've just been very fortunate to have like the coaches I've had. I mean, my family has been such an instrumental part in, um, just, I don't know, just allowing me to continue this and being so supportive and on days where I'm just like, what am I doing? And, you know, just being there to be like, no, like, Hey, like keep going. <laughs> so it's one yeah. to be, you know, 32 years old and not ever have like a real job. Uh, that's pretty fucking sweet <laughs> too, dude. Like I'm not gonna lie. Well, I was a strength coach at Cal. 
Yeah, that pays like four bucks. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had one of those jobs once. I think it was like ten grand for the whole year. It's fucking terrible. Uh, true, true. I'm like, well, okay. I got a free place to stay. Fair enough. Health insurance. I'm getting seven hundred bucks a month. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. But I can eat in the cafeteria. Right. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, it kind of counts. Point. But yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Like, but no, 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 for sure. I mean, that was, I still feel like that was uh, another thing that I, yeah, just nuts that I even got the opportunity to do that when I did. So, um, yeah. And then be able to do this this whole time. Like, you've basically, like, very few people come in here. I mean, like, obviously, if it's like Lex or Hannah or whatever, like, we kind of do the same stuff and we mm. live in this. But it's fucking work, though. And not it that is. not that what you do isn't work because it's hard as shit and very few humans can do it. But it's still, like, it's kind of just it's for you, which is pretty yeah. sweet. Like, you're probably one of the only people who has, like, a better gig than I got. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, most people come in like, oh, you're a doctor. I'm like, yeah, but you got to go to work. It sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you still, like, kind of live the athlete life. I do. Just pretty badass, dude. Thanks. Enjoy it. Because one day you'll be stuck like the rest of us <laughs> doing shit for work every day. Uh, I your... don't think that sounds that bad, honestly. Uh, well, you got like eight degrees, so you probably, <laughs> you'll probably be okay. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too. Like, I'm excited to see where, um, like, my social media, st- like, with Instagram and YouTube and, like, where, um, what that evolves into as I continue down this path and all that stuff, so. Oh yeah, yeah, before um before you get out of here, what are you doing on social? You're doing YouTube now? What's going on? Yeah, so actually I feel like you're a big help in Clearly I'm a fucking me. genius. <laughs> um, no. Well, I remember that the last time I was on here, I was had been thinking about doing a YouTube channel for a long time and I'm like, I don't know, just overthinking it and being scared of what people are gonna think and if they're gonna hate it and like all this stuff and you're just like, what are you waiting for? Like just like, fuck fucking these, do fuck it. them anyway. It's just like a lot of people hate me. It's yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, I think for me, like it was, and my brother edits the videos, so that's really cool that we get to do that together. So what do you film? Um, what do you film right now? Uh, for the most part, it's just like stuff I'm doing in my daily life. So like a lot of training, a lot of nutrition stuff. Um, and, and just like every day, like now that my parents are here, so like family stuff as well. Um, like when I was, uh, through quarantine, all that was like documenting all of my at home workouts and stuff like that. My cookie recipe is on there. So, you know, all nice. that good stuff. So. so you film like a bunch of stuff and then you load it what, once a week or something. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday. Nice yeah. dude. Yeah. And the same stuff on Instagram, just posting whatever you can. Yeah. And I think that's also been, uh, like we were talking about, um, so different. And I really, like, I'm very thankful for the people that have continued to follow me through all of this craziness. And um, and I know I'm not doing the same thing anymore, but um, I think it's, yeah, I'm just very appreciative that they're still following me on this journey. And I know what I'm posting is very different, but... Um, but yeah, but I don't think like even your stuff, like mine's, you know, if I start posting about like shoes or something, people would get really pissed. Like where's, where's the, where's the fitness videos, buddy? Right. Yeah, that's true. It's still, but yeah, you would share workouts, mm-hmm. but and sometimes you would just share pieces of them too. Yeah. Or like, here, here's what I did today, but right, you share right. a lot of other shit too. Mm-hmm. And I think like we evolve as humans, like right, exactly. somebody can't expect you to like do CrossFit shit when you're like 50. Right. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I guess yeah. there's those people, but like, yeah, 
And again, like it's it's just well rounded. You're still sharing training stuff. Yeah, it's for just sure. For different goals and different things. And yeah. People can appreciate that, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, so YouTube's up there. What is the YouTube channel? Just Colleen Foch. At YouTube. Yeah. Boom. And Instagram. Colleen Foch. You have a site nice too. Yeah, ColleenFoch.com. Yeah, like an email list now and stuff? What are you doing? Here. Yeah, so that was another thing that my brother was helping uh, me with as well. Um, and he's he's been like my IT guy <laughs> for yes. the most part. <laughs> it's helpful, dude. It really is. I tried to edit kind of to – I was trying to help him by editing down a lot of my footage. And I was like, if I had to do this, there would be zero channel <laughs> ever. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge, we load just basic stuff to YouTube, but basically I just, I throw the small stuff into Dropbox and then everything yeah. else we airdrop. And mm -hmm. then I tell these guys, I'm like, write whatever yeah. you want. I don't right. give a shit. I don't care. I don't get, yeah. I'm not a YouTuber. Like that's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there to exist. And same thing for the podcast. Like you've been on a bunch of times. This mm -hmm. is what you get. Yeah. This is the episode that I'm not going right, to, I don't right. have intro music. I don't do anything. I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take a picture, put it on Instagram, but right. I'm like. I don't do again like it's too much for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Even our normal stuff, our programs we sell, like I'll create the programs, but I don't make them look. That's not our skill set. Yeah, we're built for something else. Yeah, that's why you have sure. a brother. That's what you're right. supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. Um, so these guys want to find you. Uh, it's just your name on YouTube. Same thing on Instagram. Yeah. The website too. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a lot of shit, man. Sweet. Uh, anything else going on? Uh. That's when you, pretty much when you go when do you go back to uh, to train again. Uh, so we'll go back out to New York soonest would be like first week of June. Okay. Um, but definitely by um, for sure by the beginning of July, but sometime in there. And then you're out there for quite a while. Yeah, they'll be out there for a bit, and then they're gonna do um, a test event actually over in Beijing in October. Um, so the pilots can actually go on the Olympic track before the Olympics. No shit. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's getting back to normal then. Yeah. I think it was. So that test event was supposed to be, um, a few months ago, but it got pushed back, but hopefully it's all, it'll all be good to go. Yeah. As we get into yeah normal life. Right. right. Slowly but surely. Yeah, exactly. Good shit, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys, if you want to stalk her, uh, obviously all the channels, don't do be creepy. Just be a normal person, um, like always. Um, if you're on iTunes, or is it iTunes anymore? No, it's Apple Podcasts. It's so tired of him. It's Friday. My brain is dog shit. Um, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. We truly would appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate it, dude. Thank this you. This is nice, man. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just a you're a unique human to be Thank able to you. do all these things at one time when most of us just wake up and go to work. <laughs> You get to do all the cool shit that we wish we could do, but now we're old and we can't. So I live through you as we go. Um, I appreciate it, dude. This thank is awesome you. stuff. So um, thank you guys. Uh, as always, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.